We've got our first spring training game of the season today, so we'll take a look at the lineup card against the Nationals, plus which Cardinals player is considered a top candidate for a bounce-back year, according to MLB.com. This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio and follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. You can go to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, also on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe if you do go over to the YouTube page and comment. That way you can interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. It's time for some baseball. I've got my Fredbird coffee mug set to go. Been drinking out of it all morning. The Cardinals begin their grapefruit spring training game scheduled today with a battle the Washington Nationals. Uh, it'll be a noon St. Louis time start at Roger Dean Stadium in Florida. And we've got the lineup card here for us to take a, uh, a gander at. So uh, we're going to post this up here. We'll take a look at it real quick to make sure. Got to get it set up here. Should have had this loaded for you guys at the beginning of all this all. But um, all right, here we go. Lineup card coming your way on YouTube right now. But leading off today, it's going to be uh, the shortstop. Tommy Edmond. All right, there you go. Lineup cards up on YouTube. Leading off, you've got uh, Tommy Two, pag- two Bags Edmond. Uh, batting second and in center field is Tyler Broneal. Yes, I said center field. Uh, batting third and playing first base, your reigning NL MVP, Paul Goldschmidt. Batting cleanup and manning the hot corner is Mr. Platinum Glove himself, Nolan Arenado. Batting fifth and catching the big offseason snag for Moe and company. And according to uh, baseball reference, his page there, his nickname is Willie the Beast. Okay, Willie the Beast Contreras batting fifth today. Batting sixth in right field is the uh, bigger, beefier Dylan Carlson. Batting seventh in left field is Lars Newtbar, but you can call him Newt for short. Now, before I say this next one, please refrain from throwing any garbage at your screen or booing mercilessly because it's spring training and it's not worth getting all worked up about. But batting eighth and DHing, Paul DeYoung. And then in the nine hole and playing second base, you have the reigning utility gold glove winner and rookie of the year finalist, Brendan Donovan. On the mound, beginning his 18th and final season in the major leagues, is the three-time all-star, two-time gold glove winner, one-time silver slugger winner, and future Cardinals Hall of Famer, Adam Wainwright. So uh, let's talk about the lineup today against left-handed pitcher Mackenzie Gore, who is uh, throwing today for the Washington Nationals. He gets a start. He was part of the big trade for uh, Juan Soto last year. Uh, once again, game one of spring training, so let's not freak out about things. This is not a finished product, and there will be plenty of movement with guys in and out of the lineup throughout the year. But let's start at the top with Tommy Edmond. Switch hitter, great speed. Hasn't really been a great leadoff hitter so far in his career. He's actually thrived more in the number two spot or even at the bottom of the lineup. Um, I wish he'd walk more. That's my... That's my 
hope for Tommy Edmond in 2023 if they are going to stick with him at the top of the lineup. He's got to take more pitches. He's got to walk more. Got to get on base more, plain and simple. Uh, Tommy is an aggressive hitter, and if he had the patience of Brennan Donovan or Newt Barr, I think it would help him immensely as a leadoff hitter, so we'll see if that can happen this year. O'Neill in the two spot, great speed, great power. Perhaps he'll get more fastballs hitting in front of Goldschmidt instead of hitting behind Arenado like he did last year, uh, or he at the beginning of the year, too. Wasn't he batting cleanup? It was, uh, wasn't it Goldie? Second, and then Arenado, and then O'Neill, if memory serves. But either way, uh, he wasn't batting in front of these guys. He was behind them usually. So I like him there. But if those whiff totals continue to rise this year and keep mounting, uh, he will not stay in that number two spot because your number two guy, you want him to be able to put the ball in play more regularly. Uh, Goldie at number three, why not? Just won an MVP there last year in front of Arenado, who is your cleanup guy again. But this time, you've got Contreras batting behind him, which could lead to massive RBI totals for Willie the Beast, if that's what we're going to call him. I don't know. I don't know if I like that or not. Uh, could see a lot of Goldie and Arenado on the base pass in front of him. A lot of RBI opportunities headed for uh, Willie Contreras this year. Uh, you've got your other switch hitter, Dylan Carlson, in the sixth spot. I got no issues with that whatsoever at all. Newt batting behind him. I might at some point against right-handers have Newt up at uh, in the leadoff spot, maybe in that number two spot behind Edmund just because of his ability to be patient at the plate to draw those walks. But with a lefty on the hill starting today for Washington, I see why he's down in the lineup. At number eight, this is where fans are going to be like, where is Walker? Where is Yepes or Gomez or anyone? besides Paul DeYoung, and I get it. I do understand the frustration there, but here's the thing. It's the first game of spring training. They need to see if any of these new adjustments that Paul DeYoung has done, uh, he's made some changes in his stride or lack thereof now. He basically got rid of it. Uh, we're going to see if that has made any difference. Got a whole game to let the other guys hit, so don't freak out. It's not like Paul DeYoung's playing nine innings at DH, and he's going to you know, hog up all the at-bats. That's not going to happen. They'll figure something out and have other guys playing, uh, you know, filling into that DH spot and taking a-bats. Um, in a perfect world, in my opinion, this would be a good spot for Jordan Walker or Yepes and Gomez, but it's not today. Paul DeYoung's getting the start. Uh, it was also brought up by Katie Wu from The Athletic that DeYoung would be limited to DH for the first uh, few spring games due to the fact that he's dealing with some arm fatigue already in camp. So uh, that's not good. That's not good at all. But that's how he's going to get his at-bats and get his work in is by being a, day, a DH early on in spring training. Uh, then at number nine, it's Donovan. Again, the left-hander on the mound pushes him down to the bottom of the card there. But uh, at the same time, it's not a bad spot year-round for him, is it? Because he essentially becomes that second leadoff guy when the lineup turns over which happens all the time during the game. I mean, very rarely does the leadoff hitter at the beginning of the game end up being the leadoff hitter for innings following that. It doesn't happen all the time. So it having somebody who can kind of be another leadoff guy there at the bottom of the order, not a bad thing to have. Uh, Wayno gets the ball today, and it should be fun to see how he throws to someone not named Yadier Molina because he hasn't done a lot of that over his career. Uh, with Wayno also prepping for the World Baseball Classic, he's a, a bit ahead of schedule. So uh, I read that he might go two, maybe even three innings today if uh, the pitch count allows it. Uh, then in the bullpen today, you've got Jake Woodford, Cody Whitley, 
James Nail, Zach Thompson, Packy Naughton, and Hennessy Cabrera all available. Three lefties, three righties. I'm very much intrigued about Zach Thompson. I was reading uh, about him hitting close to and maybe sometimes triple digits already. I mean, talk about huge upside. Uh, I know we've thought about Zach Thompson being a starter at some point, and that could still happen. This year, though, the rotation seems pretty full, barring any injuries. So Zach coming out of the pen, being able to throw smoke like that, that's not bad at all. Uh, looks like he's going to be a big piece of this bullpen puzzle this year. Hennessy Cabrera, is he all situated and got everything figured out going into this season? Uh, first half, pretty good last year. Second half, an implosion ends up in Memphis. Hopefully that's been figured out. Would have a big role as well if he uh, can stay up on this roster. And once again, you can watch the game today on Bally Sports Midwest. The uh, Cardinals are banking on some bounce back seasons from a few different guys this year. We've talked a lot about that. But which one does MLB.com think is the best candidate to actually have that bounce back here? We're going to talk about that next on Locked on Cardinals. Now, if you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and all the calories and all the sugar that candy bars and some protein bars actually have in them, then go get a Built Bar. That's what you got to do. If you want to eat healthier in 2023, this is a great way to do it and still kind of take care of those cravings when it comes to wanting something sweet. You know, after dinner's over, after you've eaten your sensible dinner or lunch or whatever it may be, and you're craving something sweet, a Bilt Bar is perfect. It's made with 100% real chocolate, great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond, but only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein packed in each one of these suckers. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. You can still order a Bilt.com, or you can head on over to your nearest Walmart. Walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Bilt Bars. They've got the four-bar boxes of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or a coconut puffs. If you're close to a Sam's Club instead, go on in there. 13 bar box with uh, hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro, also available. But again, any updates on flavors, if you still want to order online, you can still do that at built.com. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Now make Locked on MLB Prospects your next visit. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So last year, the Cardinals were able to win the NL Central despite getting less production than they thought they were going to get from some pretty big names on this roster. Names that they were counting on when the season began, yet the team still persevered. Names like Jack Flaherty, Drew Verhagen, Hennessy Cabrera, who I mentioned, Paul DeYoung, any of the catchers, <laughs> none of them did much of anything at the plate. Uh, Dylan Carlson, Harrison Bader. Tyler O'Neill, all of these names were going to be key cogs into last year's team, and a lot of them underperformed or got traded in uh, Harrison Bader's case. And one of those players has been listed by MLB.com as one of their top five hitters. Poised to bounce back in 2023. Not top five in the Central, not even top five in the National League, but top five hitters in all of baseball to have a bounce back here in 2023. And his name is... Tyler O'Neill. Now, before I read what they said about O'Neill, let me give you the list of the other guys on here. Uh, Dodgers, Max Muncy. Injury issues last season. Didn't have a good year. Uh, former Red and now Philly and Jake Woodford's best bud, Nick Castellanos, who hit just 13 home runs last year, had an ugly 694 OPS after signing that $20 million a year deal with Philadelphia. 
Also on the list, another former Red, Jesse Winker, who was with the Mariners and is now with the Brewers, so he's back in the division. He dealt with knee and neck issues last year, which may have attributed to his down year, although both Castellanos and Winker leaving the friendly confines of Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati may also have had something to do with that, but I digress. And Angels first baseman Jared Walsh, who uh, dealt with thoracic outlet syndrome last year. Uh, that would be a reason why he had a down year. But as far as Tyler O'Neill goes, uh, MLB.com's Thomas Harrigan did this write-up, said, O'Neill was one of the best all-around players in the majors in 2021, joining Ronald Acuna Jr., Shohei Otani, and Fernando Tatis Jr. as the only qualifiers to rank in the 90th percentile or better in both expected weighted on-base average, which is based on the quality of contact strikeouts and walks, and sprint speed. O'Neill finished eighth in NL MVP voting, after hitting 286 with 34 home runs, 15 steals, and a 912 OPS over 138 games, though he regressed with the bat last season and slashed just 228 with a 308 on base percentage and a 392 slugging percentage, the 27 year old outfielder still flashed above average skills in a variety of areas while making notable strides in improving his plate discipline and lowering his strikeout rate. And after missing significant time in the first half of last season with a right shoulder impingement and a left hamstring strain, he started to look much closer to his 2021 self down the stretch. O'Neill recorded a uh, 387 expected weight on base average over his final 31 games, which was roughly one third of his season, while socking eight dingers in that span before another left hamstring injury stalled him in mid-September. In addition to his injury misfortune, he dealt with some poor luck at the plate, tying for the 22nd largest gap, which was 24 points, between his expected weight on-base average, which was 331, and then his actual weighted on-base average of 307. O'Neill doesn't have a long track record of success outside of 2021, but he's due for an uptick in production this season. Now, we know that I am a a big proponent of Tyler O'Neill. And Tyler O'Neill, when he connects with the ball, he hits it pretty friggin' hard. All right. He just does. O'Neill ranks well above average in exit velocity, hard hit percentage, uh, barrel percentage, expected slugging, walk percentage. You might not think he walks all that much, but because he strikes out so much that you don't notice the walks, but he does walk well. He's got a good eye. He just swings and misses. He misses the ball sometimes. Uh, the dude's got skills, though. And um, the problem is, is he's got to stay on the field to use him. That, that, that's the bottom line. When he plays, he's very good. When, he, when he's hurt and he's not on the field, he's no good to anybody, plain and simple. As a big-time O'Neill fan, I love his skill set. He doesn't hit for a lot of average, which whatever these days, right? Not a big deal. So hitting the contact, not really his thing. But the other tools, he's elite. He's elite at the other four tools of a ball player. Power, speed, his arm, his defense. If he gets 500 bats this year, he's going to be a force in this lineup. And I hope he and all of the guys that we named before who play for the Cardinals can become those necessary additions to push this team to a level that they weren't able to accomplish through free agency this year. They didn't want to spend the money. It was too much. They 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 got Contreras, the, the one thing that they absolutely had to go out and get. And now they're banking on a lot of these guys who have come up through the ranks as very highly anticipated prospects. 
that have a lot of skills have been able to do things at the major league level before. You know, those guys I named, Jack Flaherty, O'Neal, Carlson, uh, even Henesis Cabrera. Um, who else? Were Drew Verhagen. They've all had success at the major league level. So we know that they can do it. Now we just got to see them do it after having down years in 2022. So um, if this team's going to win anything, if they're going to win anything, whether it's the division, hopefully going further in the playoffs and obviously a World Series, you're going to need a Tyler O'Neill or at least a Tyler O'Neill or a Dylan Carlson to have a bounce back here. You can't have both of them have off years again. You, you need one of them to come back to where they were before that. Hopefully they get both of them back to where they were uh, in 2021. Up next, we're going to do some of your comments on the Hall of Fame candidates that were announced from the Cardinals. We'll do that next here on Locked on Cardinals. The second half of the NBA season has begun. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a new no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. All you got to do, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, which is safe, secure, and easy to use. And you'll be able to bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three-pointers drained. Uh, I've told you I'm a fan of the smaller bets. How about the game last night between the Kings and the Clippers? Fourth highest scoring game in NBA history. What was the final? 176, 175 in double overtime? Just bonkers. Can you imagine if you bet on those points being scored, how much money you could have made? Crazy stuff right there. FanDuel will even let you combine your bets for a chance at bigger payouts with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So we ran down the candidates for 2023 yesterday for the Cardinals Hall of Fame. You've got uh, pitchers Joaquin Anduhar, Steve Carlton, and Matt Morris, plus infielders Edgar Renteria and David Freeze. Hard to vote against any of them, but you got to do it. That's why it's tough. You got to figure out what your ranking is going to be. Uh, voting starts today. Uh, my vote is going to Edgar Renteria. I think Freeze will get in. If it doesn't happen this year, he's going to get in anyways at some point. Ash and Steve Carlton, by the way. But uh, let's see what you guys had to say. We had uh, Mike Roby, right? I think Morris and Carlton should go in. Freeze will get in later, deservedly, just for game six alone. Not as sold on Renteria as some, but he could make it. Ozzy spoiled us. And maybe Edgar was overshadowed by, by that in my old eyes. All the nominations are good with me. Uh, Edgar Renteria was amazing. <laughs> like, in his six years with the Cardinals, what was it? Three gold gloves, a couple silver sluggers. He was an amazing shortstop uh, with the Cardinals. And unfortunately, they didn't win a World Series while Edgar was playing shortstop for them. That, that's a bummer because he was amazing. An absolute stud during his time in, uh, in St. Louis, which is why I'm voting for him. Uh, David Cobbler says, hey, J.D., without walking Andujar, we don't win the 82 championship. Likewise, without David Freeze, 2011 October, we don't win that championship. It's all about championships. And these two guys are my top picks because they were huge in those championship years. So that being said, here's my rank in order. Freeze, Andujar, Carlton, Renteria, then Morris. I picked Freeze because he won the MVP in all the playoff series that year, which he did. Got NL, uh, NL championship, uh, NLCS MVP as well as the World Series MVP. Uh, the guy put the team on his back in all those series, and there were some Hall of Famers on that team. 
also found um oh so that was the end of his quote okay so uh so that's good i you know i'm glad that we're all voting differently you know we've got uh what did the, what the first guy say he's gonna go morris and carlton um david's gonna go freeze andy juarez is top two i'm going to rent to ria then freeze those are the ones i'd be voting for so uh Get your votes in. Go on over to the Cardinals website and uh, place your votes. You don't have to pay for anything to do it. Also, before we wrap things up today, because the games are getting ready to uh, get started here soon, found this poll interesting from MLB Network yesterday, which bold prediction comes true for the Cardinals in 2023. Here were the choices. Number one, O'Neal finishes top five in voting for the MVP. Number two, Cardinals win their first pennant since 2013. Number three, Goldschmidt hits for the Triple Crown. And number four, Arenado tops his career high of 42 home runs. And with 39.1% of the vote, Arenado topping 42 home runs was the winner in their poll, just ahead of the 38% vote for the Cardinals winning the pennant. 42 was a lot of home runs for a guy who has to play half his games at Bush Stadium. I'm just saying, it ain't easy to put one out there at Bush. So uh, my vote in this particular poll actually went for the pennant because I have faith. And what Mo and this team is going to do this year. I think they're really, really good. They've got a lot of interesting ways to make this team a winner, even if starters, projected starters, go down. There's a lot of depth on this team. You are going to have to rely on a lot of youth. But you got to let the kids play at some point, right? You can't just keep bringing in veterans, free agents, and pushing the future of these young guys off. Let them play. Let them play. See what they can do. See if they can prove you wrong. Um, but I think we should all, on this first day of spring training, have a little faith in what the Cardinals are doing. Uh, I'll be updating things on Twitter today if any news breaks, but I really do want you guys to enjoy the game today. Again, it uh, is going to start at 12 o'clock St. Louis time, and you can watch it on Valley Sports Midwest. Uh, I want to thank all of you guys, as always, for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason. Enjoy the game. I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. <laughs>